Hello and welcome everybody to uh, another episode, a long overdue episode of the Wired Up Sports Podcast. I'm Josh Coleman, alongside my trusty co-host Dylan Malfotti. It's been too long, well, it took some time off after graduation, needed some mental health stuff, yep. got that all taken care of. We're, we're back, we're here, Avs won the Stanley Cup, Mammoth won the NLL Championship, it's been a great time in Denver. And then Denver East won... DU won the Avs Little League team. It's Hockey Town USA in Denver, Colorado right now. Oh, dude, it's it's insane. It is it is Hockey Town USA now. Yeah. Or no, as the DNVR guys said it, the state of Hockey Town. <laughs> we just stole that title right from Minnesota and right from Detroit. Yeah. Who needs them? <laughs> Who right. needs them? So, and they both suck at hockey. So yeah, they're both real bad right now. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, dude, I'm excited to be back. Um, you know, I was after graduation, well, after your graduation, I guess, after the school year ended, I went down to uh, Mexico and um, then immediately started a new job. So now here I am anchoring the nine o'clock news. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> so. Hey, that's more exposure, baby. That's oh, more that's exposure. what I'm Nine- saying. Plus, the 9 o'clock news, you don't have to get in there like at 5 a.m. for those production meetings. Like, it's kind of the sweet spot. Yep, yep, for sure. I'm actually, I'm enjoying it now. Um, I started off kind of day side and come in at 10 o'clock in the morning and work until about 7 o'clock in the uh, evening. But uh, I switched to a 2 to 11 schedule, so now I'm coming in later and pretty chill man i'm enjoying it so that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about plus how how was your vacation i know you were down with the parents and then you and your wife went to mexico yep yep it was uh dude well well deserved long overdue um trip down to mexico let me tell you but we had a a blast down there i mean it was just it was alcohol all day every day so that's that's the only way you can do it, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, I don't think that we ever overdid it, except maybe the last day. But you know, <laughs> hey, you got to send it on the last day. I can respect. Yeah, that. Absolutely. So, yeah, I was like, you can't, you can't start up or like end the the vacation softly. You got to go hard on the oh, last yeah. day. Yep. So, but no, it was a good time. Good. So, kind of sucks to be back to reality, but you know, here we are. It's a so. little bit. That's kind of how I feel after the parade yesterday. Yeah, I it was, it was electric. Yeah, dude, you were there. Let me. I I watched it on TV, obviously, because I'm still here in Grand Junction. But uh, how was it? Oh, oh man, it was crazy. It was people everywhere. There was people lining up at 6 a.m. for the parade that didn't start till 10. Yeah, it was it was a crazy environment. I was not sober so we did not record <laughs> yesterday <laughs> would have made for a fun podcast but probably yeah that would not have been coherent. maybe maybe one of these nights we just do a drunk pod i'm i'm down <laughs> i'm down we'll just <laughs> just get we'll just grab some beers we'll start the podcast like in that perfect buzz oh yeah and then we'll just get drunk throughout i like it i yeah. like it i'm i'm down with it <laughs> Right on, yeah, dude. Did you uh did you witness Bo and Byram almost get kicked out of his own parade? I didn't see him get almost kicked out, but I did 
watch Sam Gerard get off the fire truck at one point, hold up the entire parade because they were trying to get him back onto the truck before they moved. <laughs> and he was Dude. out there yelling with fans. It was it was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. He was so Byron was like running down the street and some police officer grabbed him by the shirt and was like, You need to go back over the fence. He's like, I'm a player, man. Yeah, this <laughs> like, is my I play parade. for the team. This is my team. <laughs> yeah. No, I watched freaking uh, Miko Rantanen and Arturi Lekkanen hammered yesterday. Arturi oh, almost took down was. a cop on the fire truck. <laughs> like Just... they both, he was. They were holding each other, like celebrating, and they both tipped over. And I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> it's gonna be a yeah. That's gonna be a hard fall." Yeah. And speaking of hard falls, did you see Curtis McDermott last night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At First the club, off, lifts it yeah, up, lifts it up, over. <laughs> brings it a little too far back, dude, right into the table. Oh. Uh, I, I, he's not gonna feel it for like another week once he sobers up, though. Yeah, no, the Avs have been in a state of like perma drunk for the last <laughs> week or so, and I can't blame them. But I, I no. can recognize when they're just not. Oh, dude, they were they were hammered at ten a.m. yesterday, like yeah, just hey. absolutely, and then they carried it on through the entire day i don't know how they were still alive last night no i don't either i took a nap when i got home from the parade because i was like i'm tired i I need i need a break i needed (laughs) i wanted to keep drinking but i was like i opened something looked at my bed and i was like "Mm -mm, it's nap time yeah yeah absolutely so well cool let's uh let's get right on with this uh i mean we haven't really talked at all since what the Nashville series? Yeah, that would be about right. We haven't talked yet since Nashville since we swept those losers. Yeah, so we got a lot to catch up on here. Yeah, and obviously shows gonna be talking about abs most of the day today, and we'll get a little bit into the Nuggets back half, but it's abs central here today on the Wired Up Sports podcast. And jumping into it, it was it's been a, a little bit. Nashville got swept. We went into the no. We talked for St. Louis a little bit, yeah, a little bit. We little I think bit. I think halfway through was kind of uh, when I needed to take a break. I'm not going to lie, but um, yeah, St. Louis was a great series. Edmonton was a great series, and then this Tampa Bay series was just absolute yeah. perfection. And you know, so uh, let's you know we'll start back with the St. Louis series because they. They each go one and one, I think, right? Yes. No, 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 no. Yeah, St. Louis, we won game one, they won game two. We went one and one at home, and then we we beat them both games in St. Louis, which, historically, the Avs have had a very hard time winning in St. Louis. So to do that is awesome. And not only did you do that, well, you come back home, you lose that game five at home, which was... That was tough. That was a tough was a loss. Tough. Yeah. Um, they sh- they let that one go. Um, but to be able to close that one out in St. Louis and break all those just absolute racist pieces of trash fans' heart, I yeah. it was just, uh, it was so sweet. I just wanted to savor that moment for a little while. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't blame you. It was their, that fan base is, 
something else. They really showed their their true colors with uh, Nazim Kadri in that series. It was, mm-hmm. it was ugly. It was disgusting. It was one of those where I saw it and I was like, you know, this is a hockey play, man. Yeah, it's a it's a hockey play, but it's not sports at that point. Like it's no, just fans no. being stupid bigots to be stupid bigots because they feel like they need to get it out. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And you know what? They can suck it because Nazim Kadri just became the first Muslim to ever win the Stanley Cup championship. Allah, let's go. Yeah. I was like, and he wants to come back to Denver so they can eat it even more because he's going to be here again. You know, and uh, we can get into this a little bit more later. I would love to see him come back. I don't know if it's going to happen. I I really really hope he comes back, but yeah, oh, yeah no, thanks. it's it's one of those where he's probably gonna be getting quite a bit of money from anybody who can pay him the money, and I just hope that we're one of those teams who pays him the money. But you know, yep, we'll get there when we get there. We'll get there. Um, I I don't know exactly when free agency opens, but um, yeah, I, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Obviously, the uh, season just ended. So, um, uh, these guys are going to take a break, you know, go vacation, get some repairs done <laughs> on themselves. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and you know, here in the next month or so kind of get back to it. But, uh, anyway, Edmonton series, Western conference final, a crazy series. That was, that was an insane series. And I mean, it was just like. After the first game, hundred percent abs. Yeah, no, the yeah. eight to six uh, first game, I was like, oh, this is this is going to be quite a run and gun kind of series, and that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And it suited the abs because I was every game I watched, I was like, I don't think Edmonton can keep up for no, a sustained yeah. four game period. Well, they can. That's the thing. Here's no, they Edmonton, got a couple of guys. Edm- that- Edmonton has. A very explosive offense at the top end. Yes. You know, that first line or two Unbelievable. are really good. But beyond that, dude, their depth is just, it's not. It's not what. It's not it, good enough. Right. And their defense certainly is not good enough um, to keep up with the abs. Mike Smith's like 42 years old or something like that, you know. <laughs> that goalie yeah. is not saving anything for you like uh, Vasilevsky would. Um, I thought so. he played pretty well, though. Smith Smith he had a played, couple of good games, you know, but he's his defense didn't help him a ton. But no, his defense did not help him at all. Um, and that was that was the major downfall there is because they're so offensive oriented, and the Abs are too. But the thing is, they have that speed to be able to get back. The defense does, you know, the Makar, the Tabes. Mm-hmm. Once once they start pinching up once they start attacking the net they have that ability to be able to get back on the back check if the other team starts going the other way you know Mm -hmm. and we saw that during that series that poke check on um on mcdavid by mccarr Mm -hmm. i don't know if you remember that where he Mm -hmm. was skating backwards mcdavid tried to his patented like wheel route sort of thing where he crashes the net and mccarr was just like boop nope and, and just poke check the puck right away from him, you know? Yeah, no, that was the one thing that really stood out to me in the series is especially after game one and game four, he showed up a little bit more, but it almost felt like McDavid 
the Avs defense did such a good job that McDavid wasn't even a factor in the series. Like, mm-hmm. it was truly just, all right, if we can take him out, we win the series. Yeah, him and Dreisaitl. Credit to Dreisaitl, dude, for playing on a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Ugh. Like, especially, I can't even imagine, man. Especially game four, where I am will be honest, I was like, he's not helping the team. And then he had that stretch. I think it was in the second or third period where he had, like, two assists and the one goal. And I was like, prove me wrong right there, Dreisaitl. Yeah. Like, you deserve to be out there even with your bum ankle can't really skate, but you're you're doing your best. You're still helping the team, dude. He he couldn't skate, but he was still the second best player on that team. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was it was unreal to watch. Yeah, even even a a bum ankle, and it wasn't really his skating that was the issue. It was whenever he went down, mm. you could oh, tell he was laboring trying to get yeah. back up. Yeah, yeah. Every time he took a hit, too, he oh, was yeah. barely able to get back up. Always went to the bench, and you were like, dude. Like, I just I respect it, but like hang it up point, for gotta, a minute, you know, right? Like take a game. <laughs> You're going to lose this series anyway. I mean, yeah, like just just that, take a game to just don't play. Yeah. The Calgary head coach's quote of whoever plays Colorado in the first series, it's going to be a long eight days rung throughout my head every single series. I'm like, it's going to be a long series for everybody because it just never they never wavered. They had some mental errors in some games and more games than we probably would have liked. But, man, it just felt like they were 100% the entire time knowing that nobody on that roster was 100%. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you get that deep into the playoffs, nobody on any roster is 100%. Right. You know? Um. So, but the the abs just... They showed why they were the best team in the Western Conference throughout the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. And really the best team in the league. I know that Florida won the President's Trophy, but... That's because we know. let them. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you're going, dude, we have such a big lead on the rest of the conference. Like, why are we going to... Yeah, there, there was no Why point. are we going to push it and potentially injure ourselves... Right. So there was, we can win the president's trophy. It just doesn't make any sense, you know. So yeah, there was no real point for them to try to win the president's trophy because you looked at the standings. You were like, you're gonna be the one seed in the West. Like, yeah, there's no if ands or buts. Like, you're the one seed, especially what the last month like of the games. season. Yeah, yeah. It was month just of like the season. It was like, hey, win games, but like you got it locked up pretty much. Yeah, I think they went like, I don't know. It was a a bad losing record the last stretch, but they didn't need to win, you know, nope. like they had no, no urgency, no drive, no motivation to really win other than the president's trophy. But like it won the president's trophy last year and look what happened, you know? Yeah, no, it's so. And I know we talked about it on the podcast a little bit ago of like the president's trophy doesn't mean anything. It actually feels like a detriment because you go into the playoffs with like a little bit more confidence you're just feeling yourself. You're like, no, nah, we're the best. And I don't think that's what the abs needed. And I think it showed they needed kind of that. No, we're one of the best teams in hockey, but we still have to prove it. We still have to earn it. Yeah. Well, I think that they would have gone in there with that mindset this year anyway, taking that knowledge from last year, being like, look, we may have been the best team in the regular season, but this is the postseason. This is right. a whole new season and there's no bad teams in the, well, there was one bad team in the postseason, Nashville. <laughs> I, 
I was gonna say <laughs> we gotta we gotta admit one. Yeah. So, um, but you know, you you have home ice at least for the first three rounds, mm-hmm. and you know, at that point, you just if Florida gets to the Cup final, cool. If they don't, then we have home ice, you know, so it's not a big deal. I will say it was a little surprising not to see Florida get even to the finals, East East finals, because that was a team I was very worried about, but yeah, I'm okay. Oh, yeah, no, they didn't. You're right. Mm-mm. Yeah. They lost to, I think they lost to, was they it lost the Lightning? To the, yeah, they lost to the Lightning, and then the Lightning and the Rangers, but that was a surprise, that the Rangers. A, the Rangers were one of the hottest teams in hockey. I was like, I don't know if I want them right now. Shesterkin like, was just... the hottest goalie in hockey, and he was the only reason that they had made it that far. Yeah, I was like, I don't, you know? I don't, I don't trust teams that we never thought they should have got there and are just rolling everybody. And I was like, hmm, no, thank you. I will take the Lightning. Yeah, honestly, you know, if uh, so, the Rangers played the Penguins the first round. Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody and thought they should have got out of that series. They shouldn't have gotten out of that series. Um, the only reason that they did was because the Penguins did not have their starting goalie. They were down yeah. to the third string until the last yep. game, dude. So yeah. it's like and, the, the Penguins should have should have walked in that game, you know, yeah. or walked in that series. And um, if that had happened, it's crazy what could have happened in the East because I think the Penguins were good enough to at least go to the final, the Eastern Conference final. Yeah, I agree. The first round of the East was a very interesting one to watch because you were like, there's a lot of really good teams either not going to make it out or barely going to make it out. And Penguins were one of those who didn't make it out and it skewed kind of the rest of the playoffs. I'm not upset about it, but... No, I mean, I I don't think it would have mattered who the abs played no in the east they would have beaten them. yeah no it, it kind of felt like especially the momentum that they had going into the cup final coming off the sweep they had what 11 days of rest or 10 days of rest before the first game it was it was kind of all leaning towards the abs winning yeah yeah and i know you just brought up goalie play for the penguins we got to mention frankie because frankie played so well in the playoffs, every single game, it was like, are we going to get Kemper back? And then it didn't matter. Like Frankie was just seeing the puck so well, especially in the Edmonton series. Like yeah, he, he was had, unbelievable. He had that stretch of what three games that he played. Mm-hmm. Um, shut out. You know, um, shut him out in uh, game two, four zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was like uh, the second game was a little bit more like. Mm. The third game was like, uh, but, you know, Edmonton is a, like I said, it's their offensive team, you know, yeah. and you can try as much as you want, but you're not like completely shutting down Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl for no. a full series. It's just not going to happen. Um, and, you know, credit to Frankie. I love Frankie. I'm glad he's going to be with us for another couple of years. Um, but, yeah, he... Mm-hmm. I think they figured him out a little bit, you know, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, no, they definitely did a little bit. But I I thought, you know, having to just middle of the playoffs, you watch Kemper take the stick to the eye. You go, oh, my God. Yeah. 
were screwed. And Frankie, it felt almost like Brock Osweiler in the Broncos' last run to the championship, where you were like, oh my God, no, it's over. And then just played unbelievably well, stepped up to the challenge. Although in games you were like, mm, it's getting a little little too tight for my liking, Frankie. A little bit dicey. Yeah, but he, he never really backed down. It was always very good. And I think it's funny to watch the difference in Kemper moving out of the net and Frankie moving out of the net because Kemper just refuses to. And then Frankie is more willing to chase, go behind the net to chase a puck for on the power play or uh, mm-hmm. get out of it. And you're just like, what happened? Where was the training it's very different? Because Kemper legit well, like, just does not move out of his You know, place. and I think Frankie, because of his size, is a little bit more athletic. He has That's to be. true. You know? Um, and so I, I feel like he's a little bit more comfortable doing that kind of stuff, you know, moving out of the net and that, um, not even on the power play. That was that one play where he came out of the net, like tried to, feet. tried to clear it. Yeah. Tried to clear it out of the zone. It's he was like at the top of the circles Yeah, and he tried to clear the puck right to an Oilers player who just decided to take a shot from outside of the zone. Um, and he still like made the save. I'm pretty yeah. sure that was in the shutout game, and you were like, like kind of holding on a little <laughs> yeah. bit for dear life. Like, oh You're my watching, god, like, dude. oh my god, no, stop. <laughs> there's there's those those times where it's like, okay, maybe you should have stayed in your crease, but like, you know, it worked out for you. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, but, Frankie is definitely more willing to uh, leave his crease to go chase a puck or whatever like that when he needs to. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I think that's just down to athleticism Mm -hmm. so fair but getting into the lightning with Kemper back after retraining his eye with a I know I'm gonna mess it optom no optometrist okay I almost said optometrist and I was like I feel like that's the wrong one yeah I'm not great with all of the doctor names there's too many (laughs) way too complicated words (laughs) but Kemper looked a little questionable game one, but very good the rest of the series. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, actually, no, it actually, wasn't game one. Back. Yeah, it wasn't game one. Game one was a good, good game. That one went to overtime. Yeah, 4-3. Four, 4-3. Three. Uh, four, three. And then the 7-0 shutout, which was just like... Just Jesus, blitzed them. That was the uh, second largest margin for a shutout victory mm-hmm. in NHL history. Uh, the only other team to do that since 1919, by the way, was the Penguins back in like the 80s when they had like Mario Lemieux, Lemieux and Yarmir Yager. You know, wasn't Bobby Orr with them as well, or was no, that not later? Bobby Orr. No, Bobby Orr was earlier. Bobby Orr was the 70s. Thank Boston. So. I was like, oh, it was Boston. Yeah, those dang colors. <laughs> it's literally the exact same, and they're yeah. what Pittsburgh. Boston, it's what, three hours of each other, four hours of each other, something like that? No, 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 they're farther than that, because Pittsburgh's all the way on the west side of of Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So, yeah, they're they're like probably eight hours apart. There are ways, but it's um, still, it's not far enough to have the same exact colors. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. (laughs) Um, Don't they play in the same conference, too? No. Or no, one's West, one's East. No. No, one's. They, so one's, they play in the same conference, not the same division. That's what it is. Yeah. 
Um, the Penguins are in the Metropolitan Division. The Bruins are in the Atlantic Division, I believe. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, so just to do that, seven zero shutout. Yeah, was pretty insane. And then game three, that one was the game where you're like, you have to be better, you know. And they pulled Frankie. They or they sorry they, they pulled, pulled Kemper. Yep, for Frankie. Yeah, and Frankie. Frank, and Frankie didn't look that much better either. But no, no. So, but six two. It was the just first like game, one of those things. It was the first game though that they lost on the road all playoffs long. Yeah, and it was it was like well, I'll let the one slide. You know, I think you'll bounce back after your first loss on the road where you shouldn't be undefeated, but you yeah. are somehow. So, and then after that, those two games, it was like a great series. Mm-hmm. Three, two, like three, two, series. two, one. Yeah. Yeah. And, it started uh, off like boat racy and then tightened up real quick. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the style of game that, that Tampa likes to play. You know, that slow it down, muck it up sort of game. Excuse me. Um, and the abs were comfortable doing it, you know, and they've shown that all year. They're comfortable playing in any different kinds, kind of situations. They're down a couple goals. They have the offensive strength to go and get mm-hmm. those culpable goals back and win it. Um, if they're up seven or five goals, they don't take their foot off the gas and they just no. keep going. Cause yeah, Kale they just... <laughs> Kale. I'll hail Kale, man. Yeah. I'll hail Kale. He's and then, unbelievable. Yeah, that guy is just unreal. And unreal. also, you know, who's um, who didn't get enough credit this postseason was Val Nachushkin. Val Nachushkin. He played out of his mind. Arguably, I'm going to give him 30 to 40% of the offense and just, like, getting them on track. Yeah, his, his forechecking ability... You know, he was just always hounding the puck carrier with a broken everywhere foot on too. the ice with a broken foot. I, I don't know when that happened. I don't um, either, but I saw the x-ray. It was a oh, buddy. It's a, a broken, broken foot. foot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he just like. He did not stop going, you know, and I, I give him the honorary con Smythe because, you know, if it wasn't for Kale McCarr. That's his trophy. Yeah. And he deserved it. hundred percent. Yeah, not no. Nathan McKinnon, not Miko Rantanen, Val Nachushkin. The guy yeah, who I'm, hadn't I'm scored you. a goal when he came to Colorado in, like, I don't even know how long. I think you it know? was two years or something like that. Something like that. It was a long time. Yeah. And then he just tore it up all year long for us. Dude, he was like, they said on the DNVR podcast, he was like, you know, the abs were battling injury issues and everything like that. And he got moved up to the, like the top line, top two lines, and he was like, "I kind of like this. I'm gonna stay here." Yeah, he's he like, did. "I, I like playing with these people. They give yeah, me yeah. open looks. They give me well, and it just like, it gave him the opportunity to go and forecheck the top line guys for mm-hmm. the other team, and they just don't know what to do about it, you know? Yeah, when somebody is always on you." No matter where you are, you're behind your own net. Guess what? He's right behind you. Yeah. Kind of no, I, and I, it's like. I also want to give credit to Darren Helm, who made an emphasis and a true effort 
in the in all playoffs long to be just the goon of the team. Like I think he only scored what one two goals, maybe a yeah, couple he, assists, he but he was just anytime he got a chance to hit somebody, he did, and it was awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. He was it was just like a man on a mission. He's like, no, I will be the NHL leader and hits this postseason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, they played such uh, a well-rounded game, and that's why they went. 16 and 4 in the playoffs. Yeah, it is, was unbelievable. I think that's like the best win record in the salary cap era, like I, I would believe it. You, well, and it's more impressive two sweeps, you lose two games to the Blues. Mm-hmm. Traditionally you struggle with them, but Oh, well, arguably you should have only lost one. Argu- Actually yes. in both of those series. Yep. Arguably they should have closed out in game five in both the blues and the lightning series. They just couldn't do it. Whether they got a little jittery or whatever, you know, I know Miko Rantanen said, yeah, we were a little nervous in game five against the lightning because the cup was in the building. Everything was on the line. Like you win that game, you're cup champions. And it would have been awesome to see him do that in front of the home crowd. But I was really, I was in, I was down in Denver that night, hoping that we were going to win because I wanted to, riot with everybody but it didn't happen obviously but it (laughs) it was one of those where it was they lost game five and it was like you knew game six was ours yeah they weren't losing that game they're not letting that happen again no they weren't gonna give yeah they weren't gonna give the lightning a chance to win the series like they weren't coming to game seven here no so but absolutely unreal playoffs, 2022 Stanley Cup abs. Let's go. Let's go, baby. My God. I was sick when I was watching the game, so I was, like, not with it. But I was, like, doing the arm pumps and everything, and then I was like, I'm sore. I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is not, yeah. this is not a good I was match. like, I wish, I wish I could have been out. I wish I could have been at, like, a bar or something like that with a whole bunch of other abs fans, because I can't even imagine what it would have been like oh, to be it, amongst my people. You know, it was, it was pretty crazy. Every time I went out for a game, Oh, you have to go to a sports bar. Cause everybody's screaming and yeah, yeah. yeah. it was, it was electric. It was electric. I, anytime you went out, I wish I would have been at, at ball arena for one of those away games too. I can't, See, I I just can't get excited about that. Like, there's no part of me that's like, you know what? On the road, let me go to Ball Arena, sit with 12,000 people, and watch it on the Jumbotron. Dude, what? You don't want to do that? No. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. It's, well, and maybe it's because I'm tall. Like, I just get uncomfortable sitting in those seats because I have to be, like, so straight up because there's just not enough leg room. So it could be that I just get uncomfortable in those seats, and that's why I refused to. I just, I didn't even want to go to the watch party in like a Tabali Square, where they were doing it. Just fair. If I if I'm gonna watch it on the screen, I'm gonna do it in the comfort of my own home, yeah. or at a bar. Fair. Plus, uh, then I don't I'll have to pay the stadium prices. Well, it's only like what twenty bucks. 
Well, yeah, but the oh, yeah, that beer and everything. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. they didn't drop the price. Twenty bucks for a ticket, and then a hundred dollars for the rest of it. <laughs> but you're with twelve thousand a year people. Actually, eighteen thousand. It looked like that place was sold out. It it probably was. Yeah, I can't so. imagine that that place didn't have a single non sellout. Like I'm all just playoffs saying, long, it looked sold out. Oh, a hundred percent. Like almost all season long, it was sold out. Yeah, it was, you know, like except for maybe like a Tuesday night game where they're playing the Coyotes. Who wants to go watch that? Yeah, you got a fair. Yeah. I would because the tickets would be like twelve dollars. Oh, I mean, I would, too. <laughs> I would love to go see any games. But like, you know, there's people that yeah, work no, and everything. And they're right. like, nah, no. On a Tuesday night, it's tough for people with real responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Something that I don't have. So. Yeah, um, so. Um. All right. Well, look, I, I'm I'm just so happy for this team. I've already got a hat on order. Um. But uh, yeah, we got to talk about the Nuggets because something real big just happened. Yep. I, I, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Okay. Is coming to Denver. Contav- I'm pumped about this trade. Like truly, I'm pumped about it. I'm pumped about it too. Like I'm I'm gonna miss. Monte. Me too. I'm super sad Monte was in it. Yeah. But I heard that uh they were going Bones or Monte has to be included. Sorry, Monte. I want Bones a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I love Bones you. You're Mr. Nugget. Right. Like uh, we've only seen one year of Bones. He's got so much potential. I kind of know what I'm getting from Monte Morris. Very solid guard. Can go off for you when he needs scoring wise but he's more of a facilitator, a playmaker. He He's a guy that's going to score eight points, dish out four assists, maybe pull down two rebounds a game, but he's always going to be solid defensively and all, not mess up. Like, he doesn't have very, men, very many mental errors. Mm-hmm. Bones just has my heart right now. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's young and he's exciting to watch. And I think that... And the dude can score. Like, let's be honest mm-hmm. here. He can throw down 20 um, any when he wants night. to. Any given night, you know? And uh, so I, I think, yeah, like I said, Bones has more upside. I think keeping him was the right decision there. Mm-hmm. But let's talk a little bit now about Contavious Caldwell-Pope, KCP. Love it. You know a little bit more about him than I do, but I know that name. And I know okay. how good he is, and he can bring a lot to this. But what do you see for next year? KCP is the number two. I think he's going to be a starting or starting two guard um, for the most part and be a three and D wing that we really need. So he'll take um, all the kind of tough matchups that we traditionally haven't had anybody to put on like a, a staff, a clay, somebody where we look at like Bill Ford, Aaron Gordon. Um, but I think that, especially with him and Jokic, you put him in the corner, you let him hang out around the three-point line, he's going to get open look after open look after open look. Because let's just be honest, with Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Jokic on the floor, and Aaron Gordon, like you're not worried about KCP burning you for 25 every game. Yeah, and Jokic is going to draw a double. Right, he's going to draw a double. And somebody's going to get a clean open look. And you know that, you know, Jamal, you know, MPJ, you know, KCP, they can all drain a three. Yeah. 
Aaron no Gordon problem. can hit a three too. Like the the offense is going to change so much from especially the last two years with no Murray, obviously. But yeah. I think for the better, the offense is going to change, and I think a lot of it is going to come from the defensive end because I I'm sure you know this from playing sports. Like your defensive effort gives you what you need for offensive performance. Like oh yeah, you, absolutely. You, defense fuels offense. And I think that that's what the Nuggets are trying to lean into. And it's perfect because especially with the altitude that you get from just being in Colorado and having the bonus of, Hey, you're going to have to run it 5,000 feet for an hour and a half tonight. Mm-hmm. We're going to run people out of the building. We're going to play staunch defense. And I think we're going to get out and run a little bit more. But then you look at some of our uh, half-court numbers. Like, the Nuggets have been one of the best half-court offenses in the league for uh, the last two years with Jokic because he plays such a slower pace than everybody else. Like, half-court offense is only going to get better, and our transition is as well with this move. Yeah, absolutely. they just signed uh, Bruce Brown as well to a two-year $13 million deal who's kind of in that same kind of world with KCP where he's a three and D wing, he'll hit shots when you need him to, he'll play good defense. Like the nuggets really, you can tell they're, they're selling out for defense this year. Cause it's been the biggest liability for the last 10, but yeah, it's and the age old mantra defense wins championships. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to win. You could put up legendary numbers, but if you can't stop Steph and clay from sinking threes, you're not winning a game. Right. And period, end of story. And you have to be more capable at shooting threes as well. And the Nuggets have addressed both of those issues. They didn't really have, they had some shooters. They had some guys who could make some shots. They've never really had just a knockdown shooter, like a JJ Redick type. KCP can be that. He's no JJ Redick because I don't know if there is another JJ Redick outside of like the legends, but it's, it's making me very excited for Nuggets basketball. And I, saw the the roster breakdown this morning of starting five outlook or the prediction is Jamal Murray, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nicole Jokic. That's a pretty good starting that five. A, that is a scary starting five. Right. And when then the worst look, when the worst guy in that lineup is probably Aaron Gordon. Nah. That's it, a scary it Kentavious is probably the the worst in that lineup. But it's it's real quotation marks around that worst. Yeah, and uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no, there's no, there's not a bad spot. guy on that on that team. Like, no. And then you look at the bench. You got Ish Smith, Bones Highland, Bruce Brown, Zeke Nanji. I'm not sure if Ish Smith will actually be on the roster come regular season time. I wouldn't be upset if he is. I actually really like Ish Smith for his role play kind of backup point guard abilities because he's a very talented, mature journeyman guard. Yeah. Um. But I don't know exactly what he's going to look like for the Nuggets, wh- whether he's going to be on the roster or not. But damn, I'm excited. Plus Christian yeah. Brown in the in the draft, who's three and D guy like they the Nuggets really are selling out, trying to find that sweet spot to actually help Jokic rather than watch him as he drops 40 and. 15 and 10 and you're like he's dropping triple doubles left and right and we got nobody to help him well you know what i'm loving too right now is um they are they're not holding back 
they're like, look, we will pay you, you know, and the, Denver's not a huge market. It's not L.A. It's not New York. It's not Boston. Um, But they're like, if you're going to be here, you're going to get paid. We're winning a championship. And they're really selling or they're going all out for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. The second so. best team in the West right now. Yeah. And I know it's not necessarily on the topic. You mentioned the pay. Nikola Jokic, five-year, $264 million Supermax contract extension. Worth every penny. Yeah. Every single penny. And apparently the fifth season, player option, $60 million. Jokic ain't like coming the highest? Back. Oh, yeah. it's, the richest, it's the richest deal in NBA history. Yeah. He, he, yo, I don't, unless he, we haven't won anything, I don't think he re-signs with anybody after this contract. I think he's done. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, he won't go anywhere else. I think. No, he's staying I think here. Denver's where is, yeah. And I don't think that Denver would let that happen. No, unless yeah, he like they're not really fell off, you know? Yeah. And then they'd for be like, some reason, like he, we hit just the ultimate cliff of Nikola Jokic, which I don't foresee happening by any no. means. But he'll only be what, like 32 by the time this contract is over. That's really not Something that old. like that. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's like, not very old, no. No, so uh, I could see him getting another max deal or something like that. Maybe not a super max like this one, but he's a max He's 27 deal. right now, so yeah, he'd be 32, 33 when this deal ended. So 37, and then he retires then or something, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So. I could see just because, especially two MVPs, if you win a ring in that time span, I'm, it's just one of those where you go, I kind of done it all. So I, I really hope he stays. Don't get me wrong. I want him here until the wheels fall off. Yeah, same. But same. I, I you know, know you I'm want him to a retire nugget. You want to see his number in the rafters. Oh, it will. Right next to that championship banner. Yeah. Oh, that's all I want. That's yeah. all I want is a championship banner hanging in Ball Arena. I almost said Pepsi Center because that is the true name of the arena, but yeah, no, but I'm really excited. Plus they re-signed Davon Reed. Who's a very good defender. The nuggets right now, you can just see the imprints of Calvin Booth already. Yeah. And that's another thing that we didn't get to talk about. Yeah. We didn't get to talk about it because it was in the middle of uh, the break, but uh, Tim Conley leaving the nuggets Mm -hmm. for un an unbelievable deal. I will never hold it against him for taking that deal with Minnesota. But I was heartbroken to see him go. And Calvin Booth has really already put his fingerprints on this roster and this team. You know what? And I kind of like the moves that he's made. Like I said, was I a little bummed about Monte? Yes. Was I bummed about Will Barton? Absolutely not. Get him out of here. But, um, yeah, I think the uh, the moves that he's made already – and. You knew he was going to be more aggressive than mm-hmm. Tim Connolly, which is, I think, something that we need right now. You know, yeah, we need a guy to be aggressive and go get dudes. Yeah, no, we that can need, help you win a championship. Yeah, we need that aggressive mentality at the forefront of the organization because it's just going to trickle down and it's going to kind of set the tone for everybody this year. And I'm I'm super upset to see Tim Connolly go. Monte Morris, I'm upset about. 
I'm I have my graduation goggles on about Will Barton. Not upset about him leaving, but I will miss what he did as a Nugget and for the organization because he was he was a very good player for a very long time for us. The last two years, god awful, and I don't want him on the roster anymore. Yeah, but I will miss what he did for us. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I won't miss his production anymore. It's like uh, when Paul Millsap left. I went good. Get him out of here. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm plus, I don't think Faku's going to come back. I don't think we're going to bring Faku composite back. I don't see why you would. Mm-mm. No they hardly played for you this year anyway. So yeah, he's got his moments where he's very good. He can't shoot very well. He's a defensive liability. So I think, I think this is going to be the end of Faku's run probably in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I don't think any other teams are going to look at him. Potentially they will, but I don't think he did enough to to prove himself in the NBA and really kind of carve a roster spot out for him. But I think he's gone. This whole roster is going to look different next year outside of like the the top half. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. They needed a makeup. Like Nuggets very, very good the last couple of years way better than we had been in previous years, but they needed a, a roster and a culture change to try to get over the hump. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So I'm excited to see what they do next year. They're looking at the abs now going, oh, we want to get a piece of that. <laughs> yeah, no. Let's so. let's let's have another one, all right? Yeah. Abs, Nuggets. Oh, let's man. Yeah. do a double parade. Yeah. Let's have you both win. And then parades all around, including the Broncos, which probably won't happen, but parades all around, everybody. Maybe the Mammoth, too, again. They were in the parade. I know. I was so excited. I was so excited to see them included. Yep. So it's awesome, dude. I mean, it's Championship City right now. Yeah, no, it's it's a great time to be a Denver sports fan. It really is. 100%. 100%. Colorado. I was like, it's not just Denver, but... It's mainly just Denver, though. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to. But I mean, yes, it's Colorado. It is Colorado. It's Colorado. Oh. But Every it's mainly Colorado. Denver. Yeah, no, mainly Denver. Mainly Denver, but it, it's it been fun. It's going to be very, very fun in a couple of months after the drought of the worst team in Colorado being the only team in Colorado playing right now. Once that is over, we'll be back to glory. All righty, guys. Dylan had to run. He's got real responsibilities to take care of. He's got family in town, a job. I know we talked about him hosting the 9 News or 9 O'Clock News, not 9 News, 9 O'Clock News in Grand Junction. So he had to run. So, But that's going to do it for today's show. We hit everything that we wanted to. Uh, it was a fun one. It's good to be back with Dylan. Always loved getting to talk to him, especially for abs his knowledge is unquestioned he's just a true a true genius when it comes to hockey and everything else he's he's great to talk to so it was nice to have him back but that is going to do it and us to be back but that is going to do it for today's episode of the wired up sports podcast i'm josh coleman dylan malfati is my co-host he's not here right now he had to peace out but check us out on all of the podcasting apps that you guys Use uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Amazon Music, Stitcher, any anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find us. And also check us out on Twitter at the Wired Up Sports Podcast. The at is at Wired underscore Up underscore Sports. Uh, it's it's going to be good to get back. We got some big things planned for the podcast. Stay tuned. We'll keep you guys updated. But that's going to do it. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. And we will talk to you next week.